The following production is part of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. PlayStation. Greatness is always waiting. Welcome to the PlayStation Experience. It is I, your host as always, Dat Ninja Dev. Coming to you on a Sunday afternoon. You'll be hearing this on Wednesday, but recording a little later than normal, so we might actually sound like we're awake. Or at least I will, because, you know, West Coast time. <laughs> and joined by me, as always, is uh, Mr. Delvin Cox, all the way from Florida himself. How are you doing today, bro? I'm doing good, brother. I'm doing good. How everybody else doing? Doing pretty good, you know, can't complain. It's a little bit later, so I'm awake and got a little bit more energy, so that's always nice. And uh, the other person joining me, as always, is Miss Haley Nicole Miller. How are you on this fine Sunday? Uh, I've been awake for about an hour because normally we record, like, very early mornings, and I've usually worked the night before. So, uh, yeah, but other than that, I seem pretty awake. That's good. And you just celebrated a birthday, right? Yeah, I turned 24 yesterday. Well, happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday. I hope you had uh, not not too many shenanigans, but at least some shenanigans planned, at least, if you weren't able to do anything because I know you was working yesterday. Uh, yeah. Nope, I had no shenanigans planned because I had exactly a dollar and 67 cents to my name. I know what that's like. Yeah. <laughs> Been there. <laughs> All right, so I'm um, just going to jump right into it, going to go into what we've been doing. I'm going to start with myself. Um, Death Stranding came out, so uh, I did put some time into that. I'm um, not going to go into it too much because me and Delvin and that way Haley will discuss a little bit later, but so far, so good. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm digging it. It is very, very Kojima-like. <laughs> yeah. Um, other than that, been playing a little bit of Destiny. Uh, doing the regular life thing. Uh, got a promotion at work, so I'm going to have a lot more stuff to do. Can be a little bit busier with work stuff. Um, life has been good. Kids are doing well. Thanksgiving is coming up pretty soon, so getting getting ready for that. And my son is about to turn four the week before Thanksgiving, so got birthday planning in the works as well. So fun times, fun times. What about you, Haley? What have you been up to besides birthday and work? Uh, I tried the EA... Uh, access play first trial of Need for Speed Heat this week and man, that game uh, the cars do not handle well uh, the city feels empty and looks awful during the day but at night, that city looks fantastic um, and uh, the story seems interesting but I don't really want to play a game that's empty Unless you, you know what I mean. So I mean, I think I'm gonna finish my trial, and then I'll uh, I'll probably end up picking it up on sale at some point. I'm not paying full retail value for that. That game, the story starts off interesting, 
I haven't gotten much more of it. Um, and then the city feels empty. One thing I will note, though, is, again, I know this is a PlayStation show, but... Like the most recent Forza Horizon game, where, like, you pick your character and all that? You do that here, which is very weird for a Need for Speed game. Usually they just give you a straight-up, like, hey, here's your character, go. There's the story. Um, other than that, I tried to get back into Darksiders 3, and man, I'm still not good at that game. <laughs> <laughs> because they tried to make it like Dark Souls, and uh, that that did not work. I was very good at Darksiders 1 and Darksiders 2, but Darksiders 3, man, not great at it. That was, on, that was a PS Plus game not too long ago, right? Yeah, yeah, but I, I bought it the day it came out. I bought it, like, last year. I may have to check that one out because it did look good. I just never got around to actually playing that because I, I do enjoy the, the story of Darksiders and what they got going on there, but did not play 3, so I'll, I'll have to jump into that sometime. What about you, Delvin? What's, what's been good with you? What you been up to? What you been playing? Um, Death Stranding, which we'll talk about later. That's the main thing, really, just Death Stranding. And, um, right. Otherwise, that I've been playing much. I've, As I said yesterday on um, Discord, I was watching AEW Full Gear, which was very good. You know, for those who don't know, AEW is a wrestling organization that's kind of a rival to WWE now. That's kind of popular. It's on TNT every Wednesday. So it's kind of giving me that whole Monday Night Raw, WCW attitude era feel because they have... I was just about to say that. Yeah, because (laughs) now they have AEW on Wednesday. And on the other channel, it's NXT, which is WWE's. He's um, kind of like um, other show. So they kind of go against each other for ratings and stuff, kind of. So it's pretty cool. Nice. Do they still do SmackDown, or is that gone? SmackDown is now on Friday nights on Fox. Uh, I'm not into wrestling. Fox? Yes, it's on Fox now. They just started on Fox. It's yeah. kind of a big deal. It comes on, um, I think, at 8 o'clock every Friday now. Wow. Yeah, I haven't watched wrestling since it was WWF in the Attitude Era. I, I've fallen out since then. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> WWE's kind of had this kind of ups and downs as of lately, and it's kind of cool to have something different. And, like, what I like about AEW is it's not necessarily – it's not rated PG. It's rated PG-13, if I'm correct. And because it's mm. on um, TNT, they kind of do a little bit what they want to do. It's, it doesn't get, like, Attitude Era – puppies and stuff like that but it's more of a serious oh. fun take on wrestling oh the puppies wow you took me back isn't, uh, <laughs> isn't isn't AEW the one where the dude came out dressed as uh, Sans yes that is correct Kenny Omega yeah. came out what, dressed as Sans wasn't one of their guys dressed up this week as some guy from like uh, the fifth element yes that is also true I forgot who that was oh man <laughs> Maybe I'll give it a go and uh, see how good it is. I'm sure Donnie will appreciate that. Yes, it's really good. <laughs> like I said, he loves his wrestling. I'm not into wrestling, but I'm glad there's some new content out there for those to enjoy, especially with the recent controversy with uh, WWE. So, yeah. All right. So once again, I failed this at asking, sending out the the, the questionnaire asking for questions, but we did get a question in. <laughs> Chaffee asks over on Twitter. How much do you think the PS4 will be on Black Friday? Well, Chuffy, uh, if you didn't already notice, Black Friday sales have already started going live. And yeah. Looks like there's a really nice $199 bundle that'll get you Horizon Zero Dawn, 
the complete edition, God of War, and The Last of Us Remastered. So to answer your question, one ninety nine. I do have a question to add on to that. Now, since he brought it up, just for mm-hmm. fun, how soon do you think it will be before PS Four becomes ninety nine dollars? Ninety nine? Because I don't with, know if it'll do that with the PS Five coming out a year after PS Five. I can see that happen. I, I don't think it'll go anything lower than 150. I, I can see 150, but 99. I don't think that'll happen, especially with like as a story, a story that we'll get into. Like they're trying to get people to to transition from PS4 to PS5 a lot faster than the transition from three to four. So I don't think they're gonna put the PS4 like that cheap because that'll kill the whole idea of trying to get everybody to transition over to PS5. So a hundred bucks. I think that's a tough sell. I think 199 may be the lowest we see it. Maybe 150 And then the PS4 Pro. I haven't seen any bundles with the PS4 Pro, so I'm not sure if they're going to lower the cost on that one as well. But I can imagine that one coming in a little bit lower too. Maybe maybe like a, a bundle for about 300 or 250 with a game or two maybe. The, yeah, most likely. Uh, the, the PS4 Pro I don't think ever gets a holiday bundle because, again, like when they marketed the Pro, it was meant as like this for the hardcore gamer, the one who wants, like, all the graphics options and the 4K video and stuff like that. Like, obviously the PS4 Pro does not have a 4K Blu-ray player, but you can still watch 4K video on Netflix or YouTube or whatnot, right? Like, that's what they were marketing it towards. So I don't... I think that's why they don't really give it a holiday bundle. There was a bundle last year for 350 with it. It was normally 399 but there was a bundle, I think, with Spider-Man. Um for 350 last last black friday so i imagine they'll do something because they've also got a bunch of psvr bundles out of those ones like 200 at walmart with like five games so i think we'll see a couple more things and as we get close to the holidays this last little like hurrah and big push for um ps4 before the ps5 comes out either one of you do you guys both have psvr or just you Devin? i know you do right? yeah i have it i uh is the ps4 bundle enticing to you Haley uh I mean if I had the space for it I don't but uh I mean obviously we're on video but you can't uh you can't tell the difference because what I'm sitting beside right now is my bed and my tv Mm -hmm. is literally like two feet in front of that like my bedroom is meant Mm -hmm. for an infant not a 24 year old woman so (laughs) I do not have the six feet required for uh vr in this room Mm -hmm. I will say this sure I will say this to you that six feet is kind of BS. It's not. It's six feet, but it's not really six feet. You can like literally go with PS because most of the games I play, I don't play at six feet. I play like maybe three feet, four feet, and it's still quality. Just have to adjust the cameras and stuff like that to make it fit your room. But overall, that kind of six feet they're talking about is not necessarily a requirement. Del- Delvin, Delvin, like I said, there's less than two feet between my bed and my TV. Like I don't have that much room in this room. Yeah. I'm I'm talking to you right now from my laptop on a glass uh, patio table. So, like, <laughs> I I don't have like a desk. Uh, I don't have a proper office space. I'm just in my bedroom. <laughs> hmm. Now we need to start uh, paying this man. Give <laughs> 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 a salary, like. To, to to quote to quote kind of funny I'm a garbage truck on fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah I'm tempted to pick it up. I think my kids, my wife might also enjoy PSVR. So 
I'm tempted. I gotta see what all the rest of the bundles shake out to be if they have anything. Cause the one game that I really wanted to play PSVR is coming out. Um, Golem. But we'll talk about that when we get mm-hmm. to the games that are dropping. But I've been waiting on that one forever. And of course, Sony they don't push it. Um, I I, I just <sighs> I just also gotta say like it sucks to me too that I don't really have the room to play it because I wanted to play uh the Batman Arkham game that came out on VR. Uh. I just don't have a way to do that. <laughs> yeah. Man. I gotta wonder, like, if the games where you're not doing a whole lot of moving around and stuff, do you really need to have the space? I mean, That's what like, I was saying. If you're not doing any physical stuff, if it's literally you just kind of sitting there in the VR space with the controller, like, why do you need six feet? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was saying. A lot just, of the games say say that, but you really don't need it. Like, because uh, most of the games you either play with a controller and you don't move. Or you just move with your head, so it's not necessarily required to have that six feet. Like I can see yeah. it for like Beat Saber and stuff like that, but right. most of the stuff you really don't need the six feet. Like I see, I was playing the Arkham VR game right, like right next to the TV, and it, I didn't have any problems at all. As long as the camera can see you clearly, you're pretty much okay. Cool, cool. I may, yeah, I may have to jump into that because. The kids, man, the kids, I think they'd find it fun. Okay, moving right along, let's get into the news of the week. So, in case you didn't know, there's been a changing of the guard over at Sony. Had a lot of, had a couple of moves. Um, Shuhei Yoshida has stepped down as Worldwide Studio President and has moved into a different role where he will be um, concentrating on indies. And then we have, what's his name, Uh, Herman... What's his last name? Herman, the guy who Herman Holtz, the guy who was in charge of uh, the co-founder of Guerrilla Games and was developing Killzone and Horizon. He is now in charge of Sony Worldwide Studios. Um, there have been a couple of departures recently from from Sony, so they definitely had some spaces they had to fill. I don't know if anybody expected this. I know Shuhei is like one of the most like beloved people at Sony, and probably like one of the few remaining from like the PS4 era. I could say um, so it's good to see that he's not leaving just moving into a role that in the beginning of the PS4 was really big like the whole cultivating of the indies and making sure that they were they felt like they were a part of the platform and pushing those games out so it was good to see that he's actually going to be taking over that and redriving that force for PS5 and then Herman Holtz I mean we know how well Horizon Zero Dawn you know turned out and how well Guerrilla Games is and how much they've done for PlayStation so it's kind of cool to see him as you know the leader for the uh, worldwide studios what do you what do you guys think about this we'll start with you Delvin um it's interesting I kind of wonder why they just didn't make Shu in charge of everything but I can understand Herman kind of did a good job with Horizon Zero Dawn and he's been I think he was part of Killzone too right the Killzone games and all that stuff he was been there yeah. from the beginning so mm-hmm. that's a solid studio but I just want to see what happens. Like, I like the fact that they put Shue in charge of indies, which means they're going to kind of put a new focus on indie games. Like, they kind of did with the PS3 and stuff like yeah. that. So, I would like to see them focus more. Even though we've kind of reached a time where that focus on indies don't really need to be so big because it seems like every week you're looking at, there's a new game coming out. There's a big-name game. And when PS3 was yeah. doing that, that wasn't necessarily the case. It was kind of like you have these right. long lulls where nothing would come out, and during these time, Sony was kind of focusing on these indies, and it was keeping you interested in their platform. So, it's gonna be really interesting to see how this turns out. 
Yeah, I, I 100% agree. What about you, Haley? What do you think? Uh, Well, I mean, Horizon did really well, and as I, I know it's not in our show notes this week, but uh, there's, of course, that job posting that was leaked by gamesindustry.biz for, uh, you know, like, foliage uh, artist for Horizon Zero Dawn's inevitable sequel. Now, whether that's a PS5 launch game, we don't know, and that's something to talk about for another time. But the fact that they've made this decision right before they've obviously gone into heavy development on a game at Guerrilla, and they've now changed, because obviously he's left the studio to become uh, Worldwide Studios' uh, head. Obviously, they've eliminated uh, the need for uh, president and chairman titles, obviously with Shu moving over to his new role as, like, curating indies. Now, to go off what Delvin said, um... They may not need indies for PS4. That is correct. Indies come every week now, and so do big games. But, obviously, with every console now, obviously we'll have the huge back library of PS4 titles for the PS5. But, uh, on the PS5, games may not come as quick, right? Because they're still getting into the developing of games for that system. Now, we don't know how long they've had dev kits for. Um, that that may be different, but still curating the indies is good because to 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 see Xbox doing it on the other side, like they just they've been heavy in the marketing for After Party. Um, like a couple people I follow on Twitter were sent like drink cocktail mix kits uh, from Xbox Canada and obviously the states because everybody knows I'm big into kind of funny. And Greg Miller got one and he gave it away on, over on Instagram. Like he gave stuff like that away. Um, but they've been heavy in their marketing for indies, whereas PlayStation lately has seemed like they've kind of been backing off. And that's that's not a good sign to go into the next uh, generation. Because even though you've got huge AAA titles coming like every, every week, pretty much, um, you still want those little guys. Because those are for the people who are like, are the casual gamer. They might see something that looks cool and go, oh, I'm going to pick that up. Or whatnot, right? Um... This change actually makes a lot of sense to me, though, because obviously they just laid a bunch of people off and consolidated their offices, to, like, so, like, they've got fewer offices now and whatnot, um, but this makes people over in, I don't know how they say it, S-C, uh, E, I, I think it's, I, yeah, it's S-I-E, Sony Entertainment, Inter- Sony Interactive Entertainment. Yeah, uh. I'm talking about like their Europe acronym because I know the. Oh, I have no. Yeah, I can't remember their acronym for Europe, but this makes people over in that region less scared that their job is like going away, right? Like because now they put Herman Holst in charge, right? Like he's Worldwide Studios, so everybody reports to him now for like Worldwide Studios. This obviously, of course, means that whenever Insomniac starts working on like their next. Spider-Man game or the next sequel to whatever or oh I would be so happy their sequel to Sunset Overdrive I, 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 <laughs> a girl can dream a girl can dream uh, <laughs> they'd have to go to Herman first for approval right um, but you know uh, it's interesting to see where this goes now I'm actually a little excited to see what Shu does though because everybody knows that Shu himself is very into indies like he loves yeah. them like he Everybody can go to his Twitter, and he is just usually raving about indie games. 
<laughs> yeah, I think this was more of a move that he wanted to make. Mm-hmm. I think he he decided he wanted to take on this role just because indies weren't getting the push that they were at the beginning of the PS4. And I mean, it makes perfect sense. They have a big title coming like almost all the time at this point. So if you're going to put your marketing somewhere, it makes sense to market for the big games and make sure people know, hey, this is something you're only going to get on PlayStation. Whereas the indies, a lot of the time, unless they were exclusive or a timed exclusive, they're going to be everywhere. So there's going to be marketing for those games, and it's going to just be, you know, another one of those games you can pick up everywhere. So I, I think that at this point in the, the PlayStation's life cycle, the PS4's life cycle, the push for indies just doesn't need to be as big. But they lost a lot of that the, that, that, that good that goodwill that they had at the beginning. And I think this is a good way of getting that back by having um, Chuhei take over that. And I think this is also interesting because not too long ago, Sean Layden left. You know, it was very un- unceremoniously. He just like kind of, okay, Sean Layden's out. There was nothing big, no big announcement. It was just kind of like this really quick little letter. Hey, Sean Layden's left the company. Deuces. So they had to fill that role and they filled it now with somebody who uh, ran a pretty pretty uh, good company. So it'll be interesting to see if we see any more fallout or any more you know role changes because geo corsi just left not too long ago mm-hmm. yeah um so it's just it's just interesting you have this whole like the whole ps4 era like everybody who was big into that has pretty much left the company with the exception of shuhei so we're gonna have like a whole new team uh with the ps5 era it'll be real interesting to see you know what turns out if it turns out for the better if playstation continues this this meteoric rise that it's had because i believe the ps4 is now the second biggest or selling console of all time at this point uh so it'll be interesting to see if they carry that momentum into the next gen typically the the person who's on top at the end of the generation usually is not the one who wins the next as we've seen with the the PS2 to PS3 uh, to PS4 era where it just flip-flop between Sony and Xbox. So, it will be interesting to see what transpires. So, moving right along, transitioning into a story that kind of, kind of, kind of, you know, goes into this as well. Um, recently, this, the CEO of Sony, Jim, Jim Ryan, he said that he wants people to upgrade a lot faster um, from from PS4 to PS5 than we saw with the adoption from PS3 to PS4. Uh, I, so I, I kind of think they're going to be having a lot more consoles available, not so much the shortage that we had with the PS4 where they were a little bit more difficult oh, to find. God, I hope not. Yeah, so I'm wondering if part of this is just the fact that they're going to have a lot of consoles available, like they've done just a better job of securing the parts and making sure that they have a, a really good inventory, and that's why they want to just kind of get these, these units sold. Or... If there's going to be so many features that the PS5 is going to have that are going to con- that are also going to be backwards compatible with PS4, that the transition is going to be so much so seamless, and they just want to get people over there like as fast as possible. Um, so I'm just wondering, you know, what 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 PS5 is going to be like. I'm really curious to see how the rollout's going to happen, what the features are going to be when they finally make like the full announcement, like this is the PS5. I'm, I'm really, really excited to see what the transition is going to look like. And if they can have tons of units available to where if you want one, it's available. I think that'll be really, really good, especially if it comes in at a good price point where you're not breaking the bank. Like if we're coming in at the same price point that we had the PS4 in, I think these things will fly off the shelves. But if they come in like around the $500, $600 mark, I think you might see some some pushback from consumers because that, that right there is in our current economy is a little expensive. Um, what do you think, Haley? 
Well, first of all, I just need to say that affordable for you is $500 or $600 here for us because Canadian dollar sucks and I will preach this until it changes. <laughs> um, so I know whatever the price is, I'm probably paying at least $100 more than that. Uh, I will say, I really hope that shortage is not uh, so big at the beginning because provided I can actually get a pre-order, I wouldn't have to worry about it. But if I can't get a pre-order, I'm going to have to like worry about getting one day one, right? Because um, I want to be there. Like, Obviously, we have the podcast, right? Want to be able to give impressions, everything like that. That's how that works. Uh, no, I just... Uh, I knew that new console generations are coming, so I'm trying to like budget for, for next year. Yes, definitely want to get that. Um, but as to what it will be... I don't know. Like, I can't put a price on it. The way they've been talking makes all the parts seem expensive, but they also know they can't right. They can't do the PS3 over again. They can't come out and go, hey, here's the console you need to get a second job for. Like, that's not how that works. Right. You can't You can't be doing that. Um, potentially, I think the most they could do is 499 Like, just below that $500 marker. Um, that would be a pretty alright move. Of course, here that would be 600 bucks. So, um, I don't know. They Really, the only market they really care about not pissing off uh, is, can is the United States. Uh, because you piss your American market off, everybody else follows suit. Um, hmm. At least that's the way it seems, honestly. Um, now, of course, we also don't know what that means for, for Europe, right? Because what it what it costs here I depending on how the, the pound or the sterling or I don't know how European the euro or whatever yeah. it's called out there yeah they've got so many currencies yeah. yeah however I don't know what the exchange rate is so it could be more over there it could be less I don't know uh, I am excited for what's coming like we've got a couple games confirmed to be like working on ps5. Or like, mm -hmm. like coming to PS5. Like we know that all of the Ubisoft games that got delayed for this year are going to be right. cross-gen games. Uh, we know yep. that all of your library on PS4 going to be available on PS5. Like it's backwards compatible. That's what this whole processor changed from the cell processor, which was terrible on the PS3, to <laughs> the x86 architecture means that all of your games for PS4 will work on your PS5. That's how that works. They're pretty much just a glorified PC at this point, but you don't have to fiddle with all the drivers and whatnot. What you had to do to install Horizon this week on my computer, that was fun. Not really. Um, <laughs> um... <laughs> But no, uh, personally, I'm just very excited for the next gen, and uh, we should be finding out more information about it like pretty soon. I'm thinking they're going to do that February event like they did for the PS4. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm definitely hoping to see something in February. I also think that part of the reason why they want to push the PS5 is I think there's going to be a pretty good launch lineup. Like I, like you said, with Ubisoft, they have a lot of games that are already confirmed working. There's been a couple of uh, people talking about how easy the PS5 has been developed for as well. So I think we may get a really, really solid launch lineup, as well as, like you said, all the backwards compatibility stuff, which makes the PS5 that much easier to digest. What do you, what do you think, Devin? I think it's just simply that they want to get people the heck off of PS4 as soon as possible because a lot of people this has been a common sentiment like they're not really ready to upgrade because the PS4 and the PS4 Pro is just fine 
You know, and this yeah. it's it's common it's common knowledge that it's like how much how much better can you make this look? So PS five and Xbox, whatever it's gonna be called, eight sixty, eight thirty six, you know <laughs> it's kinda like it's kinda like what more can you really show us? Like even the even the X, it looks great. You know, so it's kind of like these these new systems have to do something to wow us. And so far, while everything they're saying is cool, like the ray tracing and all that stuff, it's nothing that really to like wow me personally. Like, oh, that's something different. You know, it's just more prettier. I need to sit you in front of a PC, bro, so you can see the glory of frames, man. Nah, it's like not see, the me tech in me is like, dude. I'm telling you, once you actually play something that moves at a solid 60 plus frame rate and then you play something that moves at 30 it feels like you're moving in molasses it's also the clarity and just the feel of the game at a higher frame rate is so much better like the tech in me is like yeah i can't wait for these consoles just because i'm going to be able to play games in a much much better clarity much better feel and that's where I think the big wow is going to come when people actually yeah. see what games on a console look like in 60 frames. When you have the better lighting, you don't have the chug and slowdown from from you know dropping frames or whatnot. I think that's the big thing that it's really hard to explain from a from just a talking standpoint. It's something you have to actually experience to understand. And I think that's yeah. the biggest problem. You have to kind of experience, and I think that's the problem these systems are going to have. Like you, I think PSVR kind of had this problem where you can't see the full capacity of PSVR unless you actually have it on your head looking at it. And even yeah. even with PS4, when it would show up PS4, the whole thing about PS4 was like these games look great and stuff, but most people who were watching these like videos for the, the next gen consoles at the time didn't have 4K TVs. So when they right. saw the trailers for stuff like God of War and Spider-Man, they're like, oh, this looks good. But they're seeing it in 1080p. They're not seeing the full effect of it. I think that's probably going to be the same thing that's going to happen with um. PS5's games and stuff like that. You're not going to be able to really see the true potential of it unless you're actually staring in front of it. Yeah, I think the other the other thing is like when you have games that look as good as Call of Duty does on PS4 and Xbox One X, and then you have games like Death Stranding who look absolutely amazing. Yes, it's hard to be like what what how much better can it look? I think that yeah, we are truly getting to the point of diminishing returns when it comes from a, a graphical standpoint, where things are only going to be able to look so good at this point. But it's about all the other intangibles, mm-hmm. the frame rate, the being able to put more stuff on screen without it slowing down and the clarity that you can actually get. Um, also, like load times, being able to actually just load into a game. Like I can use Destiny just as a reference on just on the PS4. It's all, I have I have Destiny 2 on a solid state hard drive mm-hmm. instead of the regular spinning drive. And I would load into stuff so much faster than like the rest of my fire team that I'm sitting in a blank screen waiting for them because I'm already loaded or certain 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 events I'll load into and it's empty because no everybody else is still loading in the background yeah so once you start to see like the load times the the draw distance in certain games the amount of things you have on screen I think that's what we're talking about when it comes to the, the next gen consoles yeah it's it's also like uh Delvin, you said that like we, we you don't really care about all the tech stuff, but coming from Dev's <laughs> Dev's point of view, yeah. uh, again, like the frames not a big deal to me. I don't care whether it's thirty or sixty. I just care that I'm playing a game that runs well. Um, <laughs> the ray tracing though, once you see that, 
you you can't go back because um, I don't know if either of you follow uh, Shinobi six hundred two on Twitter. I don't even know who yes. that is. Okay, fair <laughs> I enough. Have no clue who that is. Uh, he he's like an industry analyst, kind of kind of like Nibelian or um, Warrior sixty four or whatnot. Um, he posted some screenshots of himself playing control on his uh, rig with ray tracing enabled. Man, does it look good? It looks so good. And also, like, when ray tracing, like, like we've explained before, it's just the way that, like, reflections and stuff work, you can literally see the main character indoors and whatnot, like, reflected back towards you, mirror image, everything looks great. And just that's what the next gen is going to bring, and I'm very excited for it. And on the load times thing, it's going to... Because, like, the Spider-Man loading screens were, were very cool. Like, you would take... Like, when you fast-traveled, you would take the the subway. And it's going to cut down on that. Because, obviously, their demo, provided they can get it to work the way they had their demo working, was, like, one uh, like one second or whatnot. So, you're going to see that for less than a frame, essentially. Mm-hmm. So... It'll make the game feel a lot more seamless when you're moving around and stuff without having to deal with load screens. It's It's, it's so nice. So nice. Yeah. Alright. <clears throat> PS5. Give us give us a date. Give us give us a price. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm ready. I'm ready. See. So with the PS5 and Scarlet and Xbox uh what is that what is their 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 streaming service? I wanna say Xbox now, but no, that's it's not X Cloud. The X Cloud, and you have Google Stadia, and you have all of these these streaming services that are also going to be launching right alongside um, next gen consoles. With Google Stadia actually launching in a few weeks, there happens to be this little thing called PlayStation Now. Been in existence for a while. It's been their streaming service. They recently cut the price down to to ten dollars a month to make it much more affordable and in line with other streaming services. Um, a little known fact: most people don't realize you can actually download a lot of the games now. You don't have to just stream them, which is kind of more along the lines of the uh, Xbox Game Pass. Now we know that PlayStation Now probably will factor into the PS5 in its launch in some way because might they. They've partnered with Microsoft to use their Azure service to, to help run the service. But Jim Ryan also stated that they don't want to put their first party like games at launch on PS Now because they want a pure launch for their 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 big bread and butter titles. Whereas Xbox has taken the opposite approach with Game Pass, where it's like if it's a Xbox exclusive, it's gonna be on Game Pass day one. So do you guys think that Sony now is basically going to be another one of those things that just fizzles away into nothing, or is there salvage? Is there some way of salvaging this system, turning it into maybe something along the lines of a Game Pass, or being able to compete with a Google Stadia or, or XCloud or whatnot? What, what do you think, Delvin? I know you're not big in the tech tech stuff. But what, what do you think about a PlayStation now and right. how, how it factors in the next? I year? will clarify something. It's ten dollars a month. But if you buy the year, it's $60 a year. Mm-hmm. So that's a big difference than what it was yeah. before. Because before it was like $120 or $130, 140 for the year. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's going to be the biggest factor into helping people decide to get PlayStation now. And plus, adding to the fact that if you're moving on to these P5 
PS5 and things like that, having the option to. And I think this is going to be the key to factor for PlayStation Now, the fact that you can go back and play old P- PS3 games via streaming or PS2 games or PS1 games, whatever they get down to. That's going to be the divine fact that's going to probably save that that um, whole streaming service in its pretty much because I think that just the for thought and I think that if I'm correct they said that you're going to be able to use PlayStation Now on anything it's not just going to be a possibly PS5 thing or PS4 thing it's going to be kind of like Stadia is essentially not everything won't be able to do the same things as Stadia does because Stadia can play pretty much any type of game but I know PlayStation Now will have those type of limitations on it but just having it where you can play PlayStation games like un- the whole Uncharted series at the drop of a dime, it's pretty cool. I think that's a pretty good selling point, especially if it's $60 a year. I think that's the thing that's going to kind of set it apart from everything else. Yeah, I think it I think it definitely has the potential, especially when you think about the amount of exclusives PlayStation has. Like, I think that it, it has the potential. It's just another one of those things. Is Sony going to actually back it? Is Sony going to actually put enough into it to where it's like a killer? You must have this type of thing to go along with your PlayStation 5. I think by not putting the exclusives into it, it does kind of it kind of takes the wind out of the sails because you know with game pass on the next xbox you're going to get the new halo you're going to get the new gears you're going to get whatever their exclusive titles are as long as you're a game pass you know subscriber you're going to get access to those games and it's at this it's also at a good price you can pay 10 bucks a month or 15 if you want the ultimate to also be able to play on pc so i I really think it's going to be a matter of of them moving forward are they going to put the ps5 games on on playstation now and if they do how long before you see that? I think it, there's there's just so much up in the air, but there's so much potential with the actual service, with how game streaming has become, um, like the next thing. Cloud gaming has become, you know, the next step. So it'll be really interesting to see if they if they actually put anything behind this, and push it, you know, like really give it a push like, hey, you gotta get this service kind of the way that Xbox is basically just a running ad for Game Pass at this point anytime you turn on your Xbox there's something about Game Pass, it's all over the news, it's in there, their Xbox directs, like, they are really really pushing Game Pass so I'm hoping that Sony does something with PlayStation now to kind of push it and kind of, like, set it up as like a must-have service what do, you, what do you think? How do you feel about it, Kelly? I don't even know. Is it even available in Canada? It is. Uh, it's not. It's not nine ninety nine a month here. It's twelve ninety nine a month here, or eighty nine ninety nine for the year, which is still way better because it was like two hundred bucks for the year here, uh, oh. or uh, or like twenty bucks a month, and that was terrible. Um, I still think they're gonna end up having to go the. Hold on. Sorry. Okay, it's gone. Sorry, felt the sneeze coming on. Don't want to sneeze into the mic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, um... I still feel they're going to end up having to go to the, the Xbox Game Pass route. Now, of course, whether that involves completely allowing, like, their entire PS3 catalog to be downloaded, because that's the thing. You can download PS4 games to your console. You cannot download PS3 games to the PS4. And... That is a big point of contention because I see this all the time on people talking because I browse Reddit a lot because I apparently have no life. Um, I when I'm not playing games or watching Netflix, I'm usually on Reddit or Twitter. Uh, people are complaining that they cannot use DLC for PS3 games on the service. 
a key example of this is one of the titles they advertise a lot on PS Now is that you can play Fallout 3 or Fallout New Vegas. Fallout 3 especially is one that people want the DLC accessible through PS Now because if you finish the game of Fallout 3 on PS Now, your story is done with. You cannot free roam after you beat the main story because that was added in a DLC that came out after the game. It, without the ability to download, you cannot access the DLC. Now, the service says you can use DLC for PS3 titles as long as you own it, but it does not work unless you can download the games, which is a point of contention. I do... What is that? <laughs> I was hearing a noise. It sounded like someone was moving something across the chalkboard. Um... Uh, no, I don't think that <clears throat> putting their games on there matters that much, um, because they sell, um, <clears throat> they sell a lot, like, they, like, I know that their metrics were just released this year, but The Last of Us, uh, has totaled 20 million sales total, right, between the original and the remastered edition, I think it was something like that, uh, but they sell, they sell really well, um, but that's because they're in the lead, who knows, if they end up behind the next generation, maybe they'll put their games on there, uh, as they launch, I don't know, um, it's, I don't really use it, I like, I used the free trial the first time they like, brought the service out, and then of course a couple months back when they allowed downloading, they reset it, right, so everybody has a seven day free trial before they have to pay. I still have the trial accessible. I was actually thinking about using it to try and play uh, one of the earlier Star Wars games because I'm just itching to play uh, Fallen Order, which is weird because like everybody knows that I've never seen Star Wars. Though I'm pretty sure <laughs> all of Star Wars is available on Disney Plus, right? Probably. Yeah, because I mean they yes. own they own them all from from that Fox acquisition, so they do have the home video rights to the original trilogy, so it should all be there. I don't know, because if it's there, I'm just hoping that Disney Plus has, like, a free month trial or whatnot, because if it does, maybe I'll catch up on Star Wars on Thursday night before I, you know, jump into Fallen Order Friday morning. <laughs> I think they only have a seven-day trial, and that is if you, like, sign up and pre-order, they do give you a seven-day trial, and then after the seventh day, they charge a card to six bucks or whatever uh, well I mean seven days is fine because I get paid on Friday so I'd have the money to pay for it then so yeah but yeah so PS Now could be could be a killer app who knows I've, it's only available on PC and PS4 so you can't do it anywhere it doesn't have the ability to play on your phone or anything like that it is just the PC and the PC is all streaming no downloading mm -hmm. you can only download on the PS4 that's only PS4 and PS2 games as Haley mentioned you cannot download the PS3 games and I think that has to do with this you know the cell processor not being native to the PS4 mm -hmm. I think that's what holds it back from being able to download the games and run them that way so it has to be a streaming thing so it'll be really interesting to see if this gets any push, what they end up doing with the service in terms of next gen. Uh, it is something that I would love to be able to have and instead of having to have a bunch of PS4 games still available for backwards compatibility, just have the service and if there's a game I want to play, boom, I can play it. So that'll be cool if they if they push that. I'm, I'm hoping that we'll get a little bit more about that once we start to get more information about the PS4 maybe they'll launch some something big in conjunction with PS Now as well to compete with Game Pass because I think they, they're, they're going to have to they're going to have to have something to compete with Game Pass and xCloud yeah I yeah. 
All right. In our last story, before we get into our discussion of the week, I'll call it, um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Um, as always, the trophy list has leaked on PSN profiles. Now, I know if you go to that, it, it has a lot of story spoilers from what I've heard. That, that that trophy list is there, so it'll spoil a good deal of the story. Me, personally, I hardly ever go looking at trophies. I like to just have them, you know, unlock as they unlock. I typically don't even look at them when I'm playing the game. They'll just unlock as they do because I'm just not a trophy hunter. But I know that's a big thing that you that you enjoy, Haley. Have you looked at the trophies? Do you, do you plan on looking at them? Uh, I already, I've already looked at them. Uh, I frequently use uh, PSN profiles, which is how I know the metrics are different. Uh, because right now, the way metrics work on PSN profiles, for those who use it, I don't know, I'm assuming neither of you use it, uh, it only counts the metrics for users who use the site. Um, so right now, for the trophy list, it says all the trophies are common, because there's only like seven people that use the site that have the game, but I'm assuming there's more. Uh, because the reason we're talking about this is I put this in the show notes, the list popped last week, and it said zero users, and then I checked on Friday night, and uh, one Greg Miller from Kinda Funny is currently playing the game right now, because uh, <laughs> he uses the site, it's how he tracks his trophies and whatnot, um, so the metrics now say 100% common, because there's like seven people playing the game, um, and between them, they're all getting the same trophies, right? So, uh, I don't know, the list looks pretty good again. I don't really know Star Wars, so I had no problem looking at the trophies because I don't know what's a spoiler and what's not. Um, <laughs> but I'm sure I will after I watch Star Wars. Um, but like, I don't know, trophy list looks easy. Uh, they've said there's four difficulty, uh, four difficulty mode for the game, and really the only thing that changes is the, uh, the time you have to parry attacks because for those who don't know they, they've kind of been marketing this game kind of like like um like a, like a souls game really like um uh essentially like you need to parry and stuff like that and your window for that just gets smaller when you move it up now they have said there are extra tweaks for jedi grandmaster mode which is the highest level of difficulty for the game um, but other than that, they have made sure that enemies do not become sponges as you hire the difficulty. Um, so, like, all that really changes is, like, your window to parry and, like, how much damage you take. But enemies take the same amount of damage as they would on story difficulty. Like, they have the same amount of health. Their, their health does not change. Um, story lo the, the trophy list looks easy. Everybody knows I go for trophies. Um, I don't really look at them unless it's for a game I'm excited about. Um... If I'm close to, like... Like, I finished The Outer Worlds, and, uh... Jared Orr, uh, asked me if I was gonna... Uh, if I was gonna go for Platinum. And I think maybe, but my biggest concern with The Outer Worlds trophy list is the fact that you have to play it on Supernova, which is, like, their survival mode difficulty, which is terrible. Mm. Um, but this here doesn't have any difficulty mode trophies, so when you jump in, you can play it on whatever difficulty you want, and you'd be able to Platinum it if you want. Um, I don't know. I like that a lot. <coughs> it looks, <laughs> looks like an easy list. Um, the art looks cool for the, the trophies as well. Now, for those who don't use the site, if you decide you want to go and look at the trophies, just know you can hide the story spoiler trophies, because those would obviously be secret trophies that they don't want to spoil. If you hit hide secret trophies at the top of the list there, it hides all the trophies that are spoilery or, um require a specific requirement they all get hidden so they just become black like they would on uh the actual playstation itself 
Um, so yeah, it's just, I'm very excited. Game comes out Friday, got it pre-ordered. It'll be able to preload on PlayStation on Wednesday. Um, Deb, you're getting it on PC, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so I mean, I'm... Ne- I'm needs my frames, needs my frames. I'm assuming Deb and I will have some very extensive, uh, in-depth, uh, portions, like, to talk about on next week's show. I am trying to get yeah. Saturday off so I have more time to go between... Uh, the game and the podcast. So, yep, depending on how life goes, we'll, we'll see how much of it I actually get to play next weekend mm-hmm. before we record. But we'll see. I'm definitely super excited about it. It, it is definitely a game that I've been looking forward to. Um, yeah, I'm staying away from any trophy list because I, I typically will only look at a trophy list if it's something that I know I can platinum by just our just the one playthrough i hardly ever replay through games or go through like the free the free wander mode or whatnot if i gotta do all that to platinum a game i'm probably not gonna do it like for example infamous second son like i was like i want to platinum this but i'm not playing through the game again like as the bad guy just to get those trophies just just not doing just for reference i have that platinum it was my first platinum on ps4 Nice. <laughs> Have you looked at, do you even care about the trophies at all for, for, for Fallen Jedi? Do you Heck care about no. any of this stuff, Delvin? I don't care about the trophies for Fallen <laughs> Jedi hey, at all. I think we know Delvin doesn't care because he still hasn't unblocked his trophies from being viewable, Mr. I'm playing I keep Death Stranding all week. Yeah, I yeah. keep forgetting to do that. Why would you even block him? None of that stuff. I didn't even know you could block them. What's the point? Like, what's the point of blocking your trophy list? I guess if you're reviewing a game and you're popping trophies, you don't want people to see them. But yeah, yeah. that's so funny. I don't look at that stuff at all. I could care less. Yeah, uh, trophies, achievements, whatever. My achievement is playing the game. <laughs> I'm from the old school Nintendo. There were no achievements. If you beat the game, that was the achievement. You could talk uh-huh. about it on the playground. Yeah, you get yes. that. Uh, you get that secret code to make uh, Lara Croft topless there on the playground too. Oh man, rumors for video games were great back then. Um, <laughs> the Shenlong and Street Fighter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Delvin, that <laughs> setting is on the top of your profile on the PlayStation. Like you can, you can literally just uncheck it from your profile. She's basically trying to say that she's gonna check you and say you ain't played nothing. <laughs> 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 you ain't no real gamer. You ain't got no trophies. Hey, I'm not one of those people. As long as you play games and you enjoy them, you're you you play games. I don't I don't care. <sighs> Over here, trophy shaming. Not no, I don't trophy shame. I'm I'm not that person. <laughs> I also oh, also I can't trophy shame people. I played My Name Is Mayo and I have that platinum. Okay. Oh no. That game took me an hour and eleven minutes to platinum. I can't shame nobody. Just sitting there tapping. Tapping, tapping, wow. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me when, like, when Colin and Greg used to go for their, their trophy list, they'd try to find, like, the easy platinums just to I, get them and stuff. No, 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 no. Playing all no, kind of no. garbage. Greg would do that. Colin would mock Greg relentlessly. Yes, he would. <laughs> yes, he would. Oh, the good old days of Beyond. Yes. Uh, actually, it's funny because Dornbush has kind of fallen into that route now. Oh no! And uh, also, it was <laughs> funny. I was watching Beyond on YouTube earlier this week, and uh, uh, I don't know if it was this week's episode or last week's episode, but Dornbush had the nice new rose gold uh, DualShock Four on the table, and Lucy O'Brien mm-hmm. just like curled back in disgust at it. He goes, "I don't like this color." <laughs> <laughs> uh, which also, side note, I am getting that controller on Friday, so I'm very excited. It's great. It's awesome. Random question: What, what color controllers do you guys play with? Uh, what's, what's like your go-to? 
I'll let you go first, Haley. Get the seat through. She's got the blue and the the. Is that the fifty K one or whatever? No, this is the one that came out two years ago where they had the uh, the crystal blue one or the crystal red one, and the red uh, one was a Best Buy exclusive. The blue one was a Walmart mm-hmm. exclusive. Yeah, I used my Walmart uh, discount code uh, coupon for it because like every November we get discount coupons that give us more than our discount card. Nice. So that's how I'm getting. What about you, That's Devin? how I'm getting the rose gold controller on Friday. Mm-hmm. So. I have two that I use. I have my Bumblebee one from Scuff Gaming that I use a lot. And I used, mm-hmm. uh, I just recently bought a, I think it's Aquamarine color. It's a new okay. PS4 controller controller. Yeah, I bought that one. I nice. use that a lot too. Yeah. I have that, uh, the Crystal Red. That, that's my go-to. I love it. I, I'm red everything. So I my only controllers are all red. I have the, the Crystal Red. I have just a regular red controller. If there's a red controller, I'm gonna buy the red one all the time. I had red. I had the red one for PS3. Uh, for PS2, I actually had white ones because I never found a red one. But anytime I can get a red controller, that that's what I'm going with mm-hmm. all the time. No, I'm, that's how I get down. I'm just very excited to get the rose gold controller for the PS4 because when I had my PS3, I had a pink controller, and they never made just a solid pink controller for uh, yeah. for PS4. But the rose gold is pretty much pink, so here I am. <laughs> okay, so Delvin, tell me about Death Stranding and your thoughts. What 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 are you thinking? How far have you gotten? Um, about two hours into the game. Okay, and I love it so far because it's <laughs> the exact opposite of what Metal Gear Five was. <clears throat> like Metal mm. Gear Five was, all right, we're gonna give you like this five minutes of story. And then you're going to play the rest of the game, not really know what's going on, what's happening really. It's just, it's kind of like this open world sandbox that you're playing in and you're enjoying. And it's, yeah, it's fun, but you're not getting the Kojima beats and all the fun, silly stuff that he does and right. the fun bosses that he kind of adds into the game and the weird, crazy stuff. This game, on the other hand, I don't know what the heck is going on. <laughs> it gives you like, <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's literally Kojima being Kojima in the fullest extent. And you can tell that they didn't. Pro- they pretty much didn't tell them. They told them do what you want to do, make the game you want to make, and it's, it shows with this game because you start the game off, you may play for like five minutes, then you get like a twenty-minute cutscene, <laughs> then you mm-hmm. play for like five more minutes, then you get a ten-minute cutscene, and if any other game would do this, I would be furious with it. But because Kojima's doing it, this kind of setting up this story and kind of letting you in this world, I'm like, I'm fine with it. It's like really interesting and it's a whole bunch of weird stuff going on in the game that I don't kind of understand fully but it's cool to see and it's beautiful it's a beautiful looking game like at times it looks like you're actually watching a movie and it, even the, lo- the little details that they've gotten right like Norman Reedus's weird beard and how he has like these kind of mm-hmm. weird hair follicles everywhere on it they got that perfectly on the head so I, it's, it's a beautiful game and even though it doesn't have like the action that you would expect from a Metal Gear stuff like that so far it's really interesting Man, Norman yeah. Reedus and the Funky Fetus, huh? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm actually also about two two and a half hours in, and I gotta say, from the moment the game started, it drew me in with just the way it it opened, and it literally felt like a movie. Like he's riding the bike. You've got the really really nice curated soundtrack. Like the music that they have when it kicks in, it just it's like perfect. Like the the 
just the cinematics like you said like you forget you're playing a game like it looks so good in certain certain scenes like you're just like wow you're just kind of sitting there just taking him back and just the, the attention to detail the way he moves when he's when you're like going down a mountain or when you're climbing the attention to detail with like how he stands and where he shifts his weight um when he's walking across the water the way you can kind of feel um the push and pull from the current when you're moving and trying to make sure that you balance and if you're moving too fast you will start and you have stuff on your back you will start to move to the side you can kind of feel that in the controller you have to readjust your balance to move so just just the detail that he put into like the movement of it it, it just feels very connected like you feel connected to the game while you're playing it yeah. the story it is totally kojima it is batshit crazy um but at the same token like you feel drawn in you want to know like what's going on like what's happening like what 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 where am i going next like what am i going to be doing how is that going to tie into the story like what's happening who are these people what what happened to the world why is the world like this how can we reconnect like it's just crazy and yeah so from the gameplay that i've seen like like you said Devin, it's like you you're playing for like five ten minutes then it goes into a cutscene, but like I'm totally just sitting there, like watching the cutscene, like hoping not to miss anything, trying to figure out what's going on. And I just even don't even think about the fact that I'm not playing the game because it's actually got me so ingrained in it and I'm actually really enjoying the story and what's going on with it and just trying to piece it all together and figure out what the heck am I doing? Who is this Sam Porter Bridges dude? Why is he so special? Ridiculous you know? name. Ridiculous name. <laughs> Hey, especially hey, when hey. you go to the plot of the game, how the does name yeah, Sam Porter exactly. Bridges? How does he transports yeah. and makes bridges? Exactly, <laughs> I, it's I crazy. <laughs> like, how does how does Kojima think names work, Mister Die Hard Man, or like, oh or God. like, uh, yeah. what's another one? What's what's Guillermo del Toro's character's name? Oh, I can't Dead Deadman, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. then like uh, he just and then another character's <laughs> name is Mama. Like her name is literally Mama. How I think he How do names when work? When you think about it, when you think about all the names, they they make sense. It's just about what you do. That's who that's what your name is. It's what you do. Sa- yeah. his, Sam, he's a porter and he builds bridges. Die hard man, he's hard to kill. Yeah, he's he's a hard man to die, you know. Mama, she's a, he's she's the one that's you know connecting the BBs. She's the mother, and then uh, Dead Man, he deals with all the dead stuff, so he's the dead man. It's just he makes the the names sound crazy, but they're so simple when you really think about it. Which is just another part of Kojima's genius. No, I know. I'm just it's, it's, I was quoting. Uh, I saw that 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 was a tweet from John Drake that I just quoted, which was how do, how did how does Kojima think uh, names work? <laughs> yeah, your name is uh, how you're feeling at the time, and the last thing you ate. Yeah, actually, add, ne- add man to never it. ever do those because those are actual ways to get like your your information. Never do those. Yeah, it's but so far I love the game. It's fascinating. I want to know how I feel about it. Thirty hours into the game, but I like yeah. that it's different than everything out that's right now. Even Jedi Fallen Order is coming out next week. I kind of know what to expect from that game. Right. This game, I had no clue what to expect, and then I'm playing. As I'm playing it, I still don't know. Have no clue what what to expect. It's almost kind of interesting and fun and weird to just kind of explore this world, not knowing what's going on, not knowing. Because, like I said, I'm two hours in, still don't have a grasp what what combat is actually going to be in the game. Or right, co- same here. 
or if combat's even a thing. And it's cool yeah. to have a situation where you're playing a game and you don't know what's going to come up next and you don't know how things are going to transpire. And there's so much more things that just seems like it's going to be open to the game. Like like you were saying how the beginning of the game starts off with that bike. Mm-hmm. And you've seen the trailers of him having more and different types of vehicles. Right. So you kind of figure and like him just running a lot. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like, how is that stuff going to play? And especially when you're two hours in, you don't know how that stuff's going to play it on when you're going to get this stuff. And then when you, even when you get the baby, mm-hmm. from all the trailers we see, we're like, what the hell? This doesn't make any sense. Right. And, I still then, don't know what the baby does. Like, yeah. I'm like, what? How, how does this thing work? What does it do? BB? What? So I was playing Days Gone because if everybody doesn't know, they added like an update to Days Gone where you can now have like a gas tank with the BB in it, and it's terrifying yeah. as hell. Um, <laughs> because you're li- this BB is literally like centered right in like it's the gas tank. Everybody who's seen a motorcycle, it's right. Like when you're sitting there, it's pretty much like level with your like crotch so like this bb mm. tank is right there and it's terrifying to look at um yeah it's terrifying but it's cool that they added it it's the same thing with like all the studios every time like a playstation exclusive comes out and they release like artwork of them like their characters together like i liked the one for gorilla that were like aloy was on the back of uh, of Sam's bike or whatnot, and like mm-hmm. the watchers were running alongside, or like uh, yeah. Sam and and Deacon were riding riding t- beside each other or whatnot, or like Kratos had Atreus in like a BB pod, and then like there was Sam with like a <laughs> BB in the pod, and it was just like, yeah, it's very cute and cool. And then I liked the one that then. Um, that Sucker Punch tweeted, which was just the BB in the pod with the the, the katana sheath from Ghost of Tsushima, so. Yeah. yeah. Dope. Dope. But yeah, the game was a lot of fun. I mean, I, I can understand how some people might not enjoy it. If you're not somebody who plays games or wants to see like a story develop, if you're if you're just not into that, I could see how this could not be a game for you. Um, but if you like watching story and character development, and if you just like Kojima games, I think this is something that you'll probably enjoy. But if you're somebody who wants to deal with something that's a lot more combat heavy, a uh, lot less story focused, then this probably isn't the game for you. Um, but if you're looking to just chill out, watch something that's, you know, kind of nutty, um, I think this would be a fun playthrough. Uh, Lucas, if you're listening, I think this is something that you probably should play when it comes to PC. Uh, I know you don't have a PS4 and you probably aren't listening to this show, but if you are, you should play this when it comes to PC. I think you'll appreciate the cinematography of it and uh, just the, the story aspect. And I would love to get a review from you on just the story aspect. I, uh, I, I do want to say I like the Steelbook case there you got there, uh, Deb. Yeah, that Steelbook case is yeah, dope. Yeah. Yeah, I just want the case. Quite awesome. I'm, I'm I bought sh- it digitally, but I yeah. just want the case. I'm sh- right. I never buy digital. I never buy physical games, but I saw that and I was like, ah, we'll go ahead and get this. And plus, since there's probably not like going to be DLC, I could let somebody borrow the game if they wanted to check it out. So yeah, made sense to get physical for me. No, it's uh, it, it looks pretty cool. I don't know. Um, I'm sure I'll end up like I'm I'm interested, but like I'm not sure I'll like it. You know, so I don't want to drop the right. money on it. Right. So like, I don't know. I'm sure I'll pick it up when it goes on sale, so I don't lose as much if I don't enjoy it. Right. 
So I'm yeah, sure. it's definitely one of those games that's hard to gauge if you'll like it or not because it's just it's such a weird game. I'm sure it'll it's go on experience. sale for. It's not typical. Bo- yeah, yeah, it's an experience. I'm sure it'll go on sale for Boxing Day. It usually does. Games like that. So. Yeah. Yeah, so at some point when we finish it, Delvin, we'll have to like go into like a review cast and, and actually talk a little bit more in depth about it. But so far, two hours in, both both myself and Delvin are digging it. Yeah, definitely. I want to definitely do a review cast on it once we finish it. I'm, this is going to be one of those games I'm going to play till I finish it like straight through. Because I like, yeah. I'm like i intriguing the story so much, I'm going to mm-hmm. probably cut back on some stuff just so I can finish it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm do the same thing. I'm like, uh, Destiny, you'll 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 still be here. So we're gonna go ahead and play this until Fallen Order comes out, and then I'll probably be just rotating between those two games. Yeah, safe. <sighs> Fall games. Fall oh, games. Here, good, here's good the fourth chair, everybody. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, they can't. <laughs> All right. So, uh, this week, or, yeah, this week, if you listen to this on Wednesday, this week, yeah, we got some games dropping. Um, as we've already spoken about, we've got several games, uh, or we've got Jedi Fallen Order coming out that two of us will be if playing. If you're listening to this Delvin on Wednesday, maybe. it'll be out two days from this show. Oh, I already pre-ordered it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I, then I we're guess all we're all going to be playing, playing Awesome. So, that'll be a game we're all playing. The other notable game that's coming out next week, it's a game called Golem. This is a VR game, and it was, like, kind of pushed pretty big when they first were announcing VR, like the PSVR system, and then it just took forever. Like, like Dreams, it got delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed. Dreams still isn't actually out. It's still in bam. But Golem actually has a release date. It, uh, as you're listening to this, it came out yesterday, and... I have wanted to play this game. This is the one game that I really wanted to play VR for. It looked awesome when they were in all the demos they've shown. It looked really cool. And then it just never, never, never was seen or heard from again. And now all of a sudden it's being released. There's been no marketing push for it, as Sony is wont to do. They just, for some reason, they just don't push games. Um, but it's out. And I, this is like the one thing that may get me to actually pick up PSVR, you know, over the holidays, over over Thanksgiving for Black Friday, because this was something that looks really cool. I'm hoping to see some reviews for it, um, just to get an idea of what it is, because we have heard nothing about it. And I just, I still do not understand why Sony does not push a lot of these games. Like, it, it, it's so weird how they pick and choose what they decide to push or when they decide to just stop pushing something altogether, which makes me worried that the game is going to be garbage. And I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that it's not going to be that. That's not the case. Have either of you even paid any attention to Golem at all? I didn't even know. I don't it was, remember it. I didn't even know it was a thing. Um, and exactly. in regards to your, um, you're like, it's curious to see what Sony will push. Like, they've been pushing Jedi Fallen Order hard, but I've never even heard of this game, so... Has Sony been pushing that, or has that just been EA and Xbox? No, like I, I haven't I've seen straight up seen it. Sony. I've straight up seen it from PlayStation Twitter accounts. So yeah, I retweeted one earlier today. Hold on here while we're talking, but let me find it. Um, I can. I'm just going to my profile. I retweeted one earlier today. Um, that's literally just like a clip from the game, <clears throat> from the game of uh, of Cal throwing his lightsaber. Um, mm-hmm. do, 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 do. Sorry, my Twitter feed is kind of full of all the Crisis on Infinite Earth stuff that came out earlier today. Um, near or far, a lightsaber is dangerous at any distance, and it's uh, a little clip from like the demo that released a few weeks back 
of Cal throwing his lightsaber at one guy, then force pulling another guy to him and stabbing him with the lightsaber. And that's straight from the PlayStation Twitter account. They tweeted that at um, 2.32 p.m. My time. So so 11 a.m. your time there, uh, Dev. Um, so that's when they've been tweeting. And I've been seeing them do that a lot over the past couple days, but I didn't even know Gollum was a thing. Yeah, because they haven't put any marketing towards it at all. It was kind of pushed. Like, it was announced that the PlayStation experience back in, like, 2015 was supposed to come out in 2018. Got delayed, and then we just haven't heard anything from it. And all of a sudden, it's it's out. Huh. It's just crazy. Weird. And I'm gonna look yeah, it up. It was something that always it always looked interesting to me. Like you're, I guess you you you're 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 a little girl, who if you don't know what a golem is, is basically like a, an avatar for the most part. It's kind of it's basically just like Avatar, like the movie. Like you are able to go into something that can move, and it is your avatar into something. And so I guess the little girl is disabled in some way. Like I don't know if she can walk or something like that. And the golem is how she gets around. She puts on this this special like goggles or mask, and then she enters the golem. Um, and just the way the game looked, it was like, oh, this is like a cool like VR experience. Like you put this on, and now you're in this golem, and you're in this world or whatever. They never went into too much detail because the game just kept getting pushed back or we just never heard anything from it. And now it, it's out and uh, I'm really interested to see like reviews and what people have to say about it who actually play. This is probably one where I'll actually read a review or go watch the gameplay to see what it's looking like because it's always something that was intriguing. But again, PlayStation, thanks for you know not pushing it or having any kind of, you know, any kind of hype around this it. This is the way Netflix does their originals too. Like they'll 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 cancel an original and then go, oh, but nobody watched it. And it's like, yeah, because you didn't tell people it was out. Right. <laughs> so it looks like it'll just be Jedi Fall in order for everybody next oh, week. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, something I forgot to say. I did finish Outer Worlds this week, and man, was that a fantastic game. Um the story was really good and I, yeah, so by the time I finished it I was at 70% trophy completion and that's when Jared asked if I was going to go for the platinum I don't know nice. I really nice. I really enjoyed it but I'm not sure that I would enjoy it playing it with survival mechanics because when you're playing on survival mode enemies have twice as much health as they do and I played the game on hard and enemies took forever to kill your companions were essentially useless and on survival mode they can die for real so <laughs> Yeah. Nah. I'm not cool on that. <laughs> uh, it reminds me of, like Diablo where it's permadeath. Yeah. Yeah. No thank you. I'm not playing Iron Man mode. No thank you. <laughs> I am not I am not capable of being Tony Stark. And yes, I know I know what? that's not what an actual Iron Man mode is. I just wanted to make the reference. It makes sense. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Iron Man. Avengers, Sony exclusive. It all makes sense. It all ties yeah. back together in some way. <laughs> all right, so that'll about do it for us uh, for episode five of the PlayStation Experience. Hope you enjoyed yourself. Please feel free to shut us a holler out on Twitter at uh, PlayStation XP or stop by the PSVG Discord and engage with us in some shenanigans, trying to get the PlayStation room to be as lituational as the shack. Hopefully that'll happen someday soon. That would be nice. It would be. So uh, let the people know where they can find you, Mr. Delvin Cox, the man of a million podcasts. You can find me on the Delvin Cox Experience every Thursday 
on Apple Podcasts, and I'm getting ready to do a podcast as we speak after I finish this one. So that tells you how busy I am. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and what about you, Haley? Where can the people find you if they wish to converse? On your gaming platform of choice, you can find me at Haley Zorel. On Twitter, you can find me at Shepard Zorel. And on in, on Instagram, you can find me at Haley Zorel. Or on Facebook, you can find me at Haley Nicole Miller. Uh, what I've been working on is literally trying to find things to do until Jedi Fallen Order comes out, because it's pretty much all I want to play. Uh, <laughs> Excellent. Uh, yeah, Excellent. so that, that's about where you can find me. You can find me at DevAtias on Twitter. Find me in the PSVG Discord. Or on PlayStation at Dev 2 And with that... Long live play. Yeah.